Yo, 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 everybody. This is Steve and G.I. Joeberg Podcast. This week for our pre-recorded show, we're taking a break from the toy focuses because we've got new comics to talk about. But I'm not alone. I'm joined by my boy, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, Bug Force. How's it, Steve? Hello. And Rob. Hello. Hey, Bergwolfs. How's it, Paul? How's it, Steve? How's it, Rob? <laughs> but you don't have us three South Africans chewing your ear off uh, all alone. Today, we have oh, a special guest, goodness. one of the founding members of the Talking Joe podcast, retro junkie, nay, retro guru. It's Ben Flying Retro. Hey, Ben. How's it? How's it, bro? I love hey. the how's it. Sometimes hey, I man. say how's it. It's oh, great. How's it great? You yeah. visited yeah, our side of the pond, right? Sure. Oh, I visited. It's oh my goodness, what a trip that was! Yeah, you did and Cape Town. Visiting... Did you do Joburg as well? I did briefly, so briefly, and then we okay. went in and saw lots of amazing, you know, animals and did a safari. Oh, right. oh my goodness! But Cape Town was the one. I was like magical. You know, yeah, I just, I just, Cape Town's the best. I just South fell Africa. in love with it. I was like, there is something genuinely special about this city you know i just felt it straight away i think it's preach the, brother the, the geography of it <laughs> the setting it's like a you know a complicated fairy tale well i'm yeah, not gonna fight you to on that point jeez yeah, <laughs> i like i like that yeah but um hey look and also i've made it onto your show at last he says at last, yeah. but if you're long-time G.I. Joeberg listeners or viewers of the YouTube channel, you might be familiar with this guy. Certainly, if yeah. you are also a podcast listener and you recall the early days of Talking Joe, what a heady time that was. Ben and Chief Doggy Dog. Yeah, 2018. But what's crazy is wow. you say early days, but the inception of that podcast was actually circa 2006. When I was oh, living wow. in, I was living in Melbourne, Australia, <laughs> and me and Chief used to just like MSN each other, and I was like, we should reread ARA, and you know, do one of these podcasts. And then I think Ooh. we kind of started, but we we didn't know how to record a podcast back then. It, and then it, I mean, you would have been the first. Wasn't easy. <laughs> the very yeah. first GI Joe podcast I stumbled onto was around two thousand six, two thousand seven. Wow. Yeah. It's called the G.I. Joe Review. Okay. Also a comic book podcast. Yeah. But you would have have come out the same time. My goodness. It would have been like, do I listen to the Yanks? Do I listen to the Brits? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Listen to them both. What's uh, crazy when we started that show was we were so naive. I didn't know that there was another G.I. Joe podcast in existence. Hmm. I didn't know it was something that people were talking about. Because I didn't really know it was still like a contemporary IP. I think for a lot of people, it wasn't. And now, thanks to the Classified Mm. series success, and thanks to the Skybound comic book series success, G.I. Joe's back in a way that it didn't really come back for those live-action movies. Um, This is gaining popular and critical support, which is terrific. Gives us uh, perhaps more hits on an episode that deals with comic books. <laughs> you are picking these up um, in the flesh, right? We're forced yes. to do the digital style. Floppies. Yeah. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> what a joy. I'm so I'm just in, I'm so into comics right now. I've been into comics for about two years now, like fully pool list, weekly. 
Wow. Chatting, wow. chatting to the clerk. You know, I'm just in. I'm Gosh, so, so in. What accompanies your Joe books? Um, well, so Daredevil, uh, Daredevil book, Batman book, a Spidey book, um, then a lot of kind of like independent mini, you know, five shots. So, cool. you know, it's manageable. It's not like crazy. It's maybe I pick mm. up, maybe I pick up four books a week. Mm. So, so wow. every Wednesday, it's something to look forward to. Oh, it's you get great. them fresh off the presses Wednesday or fresh yeah, out of the box. I, I always go Wednesday and then mm. I've got like a sort of uh, retro room and I've got like a, a display them, you know, so I know what I'm we- reading that week. <laughs> so cool. it's, it's such a ritual. That's it's so cool. cool. You're like mm. next up on my reading yeah. afternoon. This yeah. one. Swap it out. That's really cool, actually. Get I like hyped. that. And uh, well, according to... Uh, my buddy Chief, he says I'm a real comic fan because I'm also um, rereading a sort of vintage Nightwing run from the 90s. I'm collecting, you know. Vintage books is where it's at, That side of things. Yeah, so the Chuck Dixon, so it's 1996. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, there's about, I mean, there's 150 issues. It's yeah, I think it's good. one of the classic stories for Nightwing. Chuck Dixon's yeah. run on it. It's incredible, Grayson. Yeah, I'm a big oh. fan. <laughs> but this ain't no Nightwing podcast. <laughs> no. G.I. Joe and Commander. So without giving the game away too much, Ben, um, your early reaction to both of these initiatives, like the continuation of the A-Raw run with Larry Harmer and now Chris Mooneyhan on Art Chores and the Cobra Commander slash Duke, where, where does your opinion sort of fall on these? Loving Cobra Commander. Oh yeah, um, okay. And Duke and Duke really, but mm-hmm. Cobra Commander mm. especially. Aira, I have been. You need to understand that, like me hopping on at three oh one. Was it three oh one? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I haven't read Aira in a really long time. So I was like, is this a relaunch? Is this effectively an issue one? Obviously, it was not that. So I'm a little lost, I guess. And I'm, mm. I'm, I'm sort of, I'd be keen if he wrapped this up and then moved on to something else, like another arc. But from what I'm told, he doesn't really do arcs. You know, he's just kind of going. He's just going. We're not going to get rid of the Blue Ninjas anytime soon, I'm afraid. All that continuity <laughs> is with us to stay. I think a big part of it is just, it does hit me in the nostalgia pangs. I do just like seeing it in the comic book shop. So I'm going to keep mm. getting it because I'm rooting for it. Like I am rooting for it, but mm. compared to some of the other stuff I'm reading, you know, it's, it's way down there to be fair. Um, but It's a pretty book, if nothing else. I keep coming back to the art well, being A-Roth. just yeah. exquisite. We're going to have our yeah. first fill-in artist for 306. I wonder what that promises. Yeah, they're taking a month off, I think. Oh, they? Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, it's, it's a I think so. There isn't... So insane after this, rate. After this, it's a month off. Have mm. you seen the cover for... Oh, no, no, no. There is one next month. Then it's a month off. Have you seen the Snake Eyes cover? Yeah. Um, the Snake Eyes cover for 306? Not yet. It's, it's pretty good. Yet. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. all latest breaking news, surely. I, I think the stuff not even yeah. a week old. But shall we crack into the issue itself? Let's do it. And, and we're going to talk about Aero first up. Oh, the cover. Lovely Andy Kubert cover, cover A. That's the one that we've 
got to hand. It's a, it's, it's his tank, but it's got three signature vipers beneath uh, Dawn Moreno, Night Viper, Alley Viper, you and want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I say viper, but it's actually a night creeper. Oof. Mm. Yeah, love mm. this, love this cover. I actually, yeah. So, you know, because they come out like a few months before, and this one, I was like, whoa, like what puts those those three dudes together? And it kind of like made me feel how I used to play with my toys, because I was mm. like, I didn't have five alley vipers and five night creepers, so my my teams were always just like mixed. Oh yeah. Mm. So that just feels like playing with your toys seeing those three together anytime i saw mixed vipers in like a unit in the cartoon oh no it was in it was in larry harmer's books i was like yes that's what my collection looks like yeah totally. you know, i don't have rows of vipers i've just <laughs> yeah. got mm. this mishmash of colorful yeah, yeah exactly it's the way it should be mm-hmm. really yeah do you think they considering they the mission together? Yeah, I was about to say, considering the mission, I mean, like, two of them kind of go together. They're kind of like silent, yeah. you know, attack dudes. Well, while the Ali Viper, I feel, is more like a like a loud guy, you know? Yeah, brutal. Busting well, indoors. He's your heavy. You've got yeah. your sneaky guy, the ninja. You've got your sniper, the night viper. And you've got your heavy machine gunner and, like, all-round tank. I think the viper classes work for this mission. But, I mean, yeah. let's, let's not lose sight of the fact that they're actually just... Um, enhanced mutants. <laughs> yeah, no. I was Definitely so like, whatever. Um, I was so buzzing for them, and then one of the uh, speech bubbles was like, "Oh, I'm really hungry." I was like, "Oh Christ!" <laughs> not, I was like, "They're not the real on ones." <laughs> no, they're just playing dress up. Uh, I have um, to say, I was hit straight yeah. away with the initial bubble. Um, and I was like, okay, Harmer, he loves doing this. This is how he likes to write. Like that, that first bubble is, is kind of like scholastic. It's a lot there explaining. You know? I, I will say this much. I mean, Larry is old school in one of the best ways by being so wordy. And like, this is yeah, sympathy for the devil here, maybe, but uh, hear me <laughs> out. You know, it's that old Marvel notion, Stanley used to say it all the time, that treat every book like it's your reader's first. So, over-explain to just catch you up and catch you up organically. I mean, Ben, if you were a fan of the, like, Battle Action Force, the really early G.I. Joe or Action Force stuff, Mm -hmm. there would always be the first splash page that had, like, a a sort of almost previously on, like... Bunch of text, and you can easily just skip that if you're reading them sequentially in a sort of a binge. Um, it, it but really, whereas Larry is like inserting it into the dialogue here, yeah, hmm. it's, it's it's unusual though because it reads different to almost sort of any other comic that I read, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. It's, I'm not saying that it's spoon feeding, but it's it's um, I don't know, it's it actually takes me out a little bit, slows um, you down, definitely. You know, it's more like, is that a narrator or is that dialogue? Because it's it's information that everyone in the room already knows. Yeah, the characters. He's he's dumping, you know, the the story that's happened so far. He's like, remember last uh, last week, Mindbender, when we'd sent these guys (laughs) out into the place? Why, yes, Serpento Khan, I do remember when we sent in the Blue Vipers, which are genetically enhanced and new mm. robot people made by this man like we didn't stop our conversation for a month <laughs> <laughs> we've actually been here the whole time 
I think that is a, it's a hell of a panel when you've been out, when you've been out of Aira for a long time. It's like, crikey, what the heck is going on here? Look at Mindbender. These people. <laughs> Harmer loves Mindbender, doesn't he? Loves him. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Love. A cool guy. I've, no, he's I've, brilliant. I've asked this before, but like, is there any coming back from the fact that he's now mutated? Like, mm. if you're a Mindbender like fan it. and you want your Mindbender unblemished, like, but he, has he moustache is unblemished. How, is he shaving the rest of his beard or does he just not grow a beard anywhere else? Because, I mean, these guys are now mutants. I don't think they've got time to groom or, or they even care to do so. Well, it's just a lot to groom around as well. It's like, you know, boils. And, <laughs> well. yeah, that's, I that's guess nasty. Like, Maybe the hair just doesn't grow at that point. Like he's he's keeping what moustache he's got left. But it's, I yeah. just want to... Um... One thing about this... Oh, sorry, man. No, I was well. I just want to like preface this by saying that at, at my age, I've found myself saying things like, oh, "That's not what I wanted," or "That isn't what I want." When it comes to like sort of popular art, like films and music mm. and and comics, and I'm really trying not to do that anymore hmm. because it's not really about like i need to sort of appreciate that someone's just trying to tell a story and it's mm -hmm. my job to interpret that and mm. what i actually want if you just got what you wanted i'm not sure that's a good thing do you know what i mean like if you're just going to look at everything and say well that's not what i wanted from ara i think it's just a bit exhausting so don't let me say that basically uh, <laughs> it would be a very healthy uh, mindset okay, for us you. all to adopt because some of us treat G.I. Joe a little bit too preciously and we're like no this isn't what I wanted but we don't dictate the flow that's what makes art so great because it, it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with you it's some you know someone is trying to tell you something and you just mm. have to take it in mm. and kind of accept the story that's being told instead of just relentlessly saying well it's not what I would have done or it's not what I want it's just well, it <laughs> I'm going to contrast that with a view that, like, for a time, it felt like Larry Harmer was very much in tune with what the fans wanted, and he was actually almost calling for suggestions. Okay. Like, when he would have conversations at conventions, or if he was going to get correspondence through Postbox, The Pit, The Letters Column, like, it, it felt almost like the story took turns because of, you know, people writing in and expressing, like, well, why don't we go back to Cobra Island and see what's happening there? And Larry's like... That's okay. That's I'll take that dangerous. under advisement. I know. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not a big fan of dangerous. that. The <laughs> Snyder Cut is a very, very good example. Of so who not. do we have to blame for yeah. zombies then? Which one of you out there said this to him at a convention? It was me. Yeah. It was me. One of, I one of you. Did you guys feel like that Serpenta and Mindbender were just... Um, they were very convinced that Scarlet and Snake Eyes were, were dead. Yeah. Yeah, like too Overly easily convinced. So. In our last episode about this, I was like, not but dead. it turns out it was actually sugar in meatball, the tomato sauce, MRE. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is that, that dialogue? Scarlet has a typo. Yeah. Or maybe she's just a bit confused. She's been before the, uh, the Android cameras trying to fool the feed that she's in fact dead but she's uh, it's the, the oldest trick in the book she's lying in ketchup 
But well, what's no, this no, no. panel here where you got Timber here in the foreground and like, you know, Scarlet's posing for, you know, GQ or whatever. What <laughs> is that? Like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's editorial. It doesn't look like a naturally comfortable pose, you know. Oh, right. Like, hold on. I'm just going to roll out of my death pose. And how's your day, Snake Eyes? <laughs> it's fan service. I'm here for it. I'm being a shit because a <laughs> Rob's um, here for it's it. Just, I just thought it was funny. You're, you're struggling to find something bad to say. I, I, I get it. I get it. And that's mm. the only bad thing you can say is that she looks really good. Well, it's not even a bad thing. I just thought it was... I, I just... It had a weird tone. Yeah. Hey, say nothing about Snake Eyes looking really good. I mean, he's wearing these tiny little denim shorts. They were um, in bed. Scrap. Like, that's pajamas, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, these little, little boxes, isn't it? Well, little either little way, shock horror. They survived their ordeal with the revenge kill squad. Whatever the you want to call page them. is the real story. Now, oh, there we goodness. go. See, I was jammed oh, I when I saw panel. that. Wow, mm. the tomahawk, and yeah, but it's who's there? Oh, airtight, airtight mainframe, mm. lift ticket, B players. I was like, yes, now I'm in. Especially <laughs> airtight. Bring them out. Yeah, airtight. I had to do I a just, double take. I mean, he's one mm. of my first Joes that I got. Mm. Oh. And and helmeted no less. Yeah, that's nice. I, do, um, I love B players. Well, I love the <laughs> tomahawk. It is yeah, my favorite G.I. Joe of all. Over that, can we just fawn over that panel for a little bit? I mean, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the Tomahawk that well rendered in a comic book, ever. Yeah, it's, that's joyous. It's got just the Hellfire missile. It's perfect. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So good. Wild Bill in I'm, there. I'm, and it's just, it just made me want to... It made me really miss mine that's living at my folks' place at the moment. It kind of makes me want to bring mine home <laughs> uh, him, you mean your eagle hawk eagle hawk oh yeah, well, i knew steven was enough. gonna go there Mm-mm. it's just close as much enough. a tomahawk oh for shame all right so they load up the remains of these androids or these cyborgs whatever you want to call them um snake eyes makes a surprise discovery inside mm. a lock box he's got his old school visor outfit so hint wow. hint i guess that's how you're going to be able to tell snake eyes Apart from Throwdown. Well, version 2. I mean, it's not version 1, so it's not that old, is it? Meanwhile, and this is the subplot that has my interest, Dawn Moreno Mm -hmm. has gone back to Springfield to see her family. I mean, surprise, surprise, who knew? But her parents are still alive and well and living in Cobra-indoctrinated Springfield. They wonder if they should turn her in, if they're going to be outed by the Cobra Underground. Meanwhile, she's doing everything in her power to do a clandestine reconnoiter of Spartanism. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the what is what is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, I can tell you this much: me and me and Paul are as in the dark as you are because we we started reading Ara basically backwards from three hundred, um, and we haven't got to the point yet where she appears. So right. It's it's, uh, it's up to Stephen to fill you in. Cool she's, design. She's a clone. What is she, Stephen? She's not a clone. She's flesh and blood human who got zapped by the brainwave scanner to have. Uh, she basically has all of Snake Eyes's memories encoded into her brain. Um, so not just she not fight. just ninja stuff. Um, right. She has this kind of weird 
thing for Scarlet kind of in there. Right, yeah, interesting. Mm, very interesting. I mean, that, that, that subplot was buried a long time ago, but for a time it was like, I got this strange sensation when I see you, Scarlet, and I can't shake yeah. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> meanwhile, Scarlet was fawning over Sean Collins, the sort of Snake Eyes replacement. Like, it, it got weird for a time. So uh, we've, we've righted the ship. In 301, yeah? No, oh, no, that was his dad, Wade. Right, jeez. Oh, so he's still around. So, yeah, we technically have three snake eyes running around currently. Okay. That's a lot mm-hmm. of snake eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you one's don't want too many. Well, this one's a little bit easier <laughs> on the eye uh, if you're, uh, if that's your, your, your predilection. Um, female snake eyes, it's... It's an interesting look and one that's never received action figure treatment hmm. yet. Yeah. She sneaks into a, a sort of a tank parking lot of maggots. And that's hmm. a cool choice, I think. Yeah. Everyone goes yeah, for a hiss. But uh, in this instance, Chris Moonahan or maybe Larry scripted it. Like, let's have a, a whole column of maggots just stacked up. It just also looks cooler because hisses just look very boxy. And so having all of these guns protruding out creates a great like visual sense, at least. For yeah, me. and also suggests, I mean, yeah. that, that, that they are they do want to kind of like um, protect Springfield, and I think um, maybe maggots are a bit more, you know, better long for range. Kind of like longer range. Oh, yeah, I think that's basically a... to produce are like Cobra down on their luck, and they're like, we just got to keep making maggots. <laughs> I think hisses are probably the cheapest tanks. I mean, yeah, maggots. Mm multiple guns and the big gun is is i mean that's an artillery piece whereas the the hiss is just mounting what are they either 30 millimeters or 90 millimeters depending on which your diablo he's he's just producing these because he thinks they look cooler (laughs) yeah command is like i love my maggots give me more (laughs) oh guys i couldn't help but notice which pages were intended to be like sold at a higher rate to get the original art because chris munihan autographs them signs them so yeah he signs like the dawn moreno kind of like suit up sequence he signs and also there's a there's a a new look for a a, a much beloved character coming up um and that also has his signature so dawn encounters the night creeper alley viper and night viper but they are not what they seem and they're talking about um, how the Viper gods up there look mighty tasty. My stomach is still growling. <laughs> and this turns me on to the fact that, like, we've got a whole lot of logistics talk between Mindbender, um, Alpha 001, and Serpentocon. But mm. none of that logistics talk seems to encompass, like, how they're getting fresh meat onto the island. It's like, you yeah, get this population of, like, hungry mutants. It's something oh, you've feeding. mentioned before. Like, like they stopped talking about the fact that they need to eat. But Larry Harmer heard you, Stephen. He's he's popped this in here just for you. <laughs> I suppose it would they be too hungry. much to hope that, like, maybe there's been some kind of meat substitute that Mindbenders quickly whipped up to keep his troops in line. No. I don't know. No, they're too busy spying on Cobra Commander and killing, you know, Snake Eyes and Scarlet. No time to feed. I want to see it. I want to see these mutants actually like, like break down and start eating other people. Because otherwise, what's the <laughs> I point? Think we're gonna get there. What is the point of doing this? Just to make them more grotesque on the page? I want to see like Resident Evil vibes, man. Come on. I think we're gonna Do get it. there, dude. 
I, you want to go full zom. Yeah. I yeah, don't think we're going to get there. Fully all I think the way that, there. I think that concept has been watered down to the point where it's almost irrelevant. Like, there's the odd line here and there about, mm, I'm hungry. But we don't see them, like, lose it and start just chowing. We're not anyway. there yet, Stephen. I mean, like, how much time has actually passed since this bomb has gone off? Like, I weeks. can't tell. Is it weeks? It almost Absolutely. feels like it's been, like, a couple of days. I mean, yesterday we had the funeral. Yeah. Um, but since the funeral, I mean, like, how much time has really passed since then? It feels like it's just continuous. Like, I really don't have any grasp of, like, how much time has really passed. You know, well, listeners, this is your chance. Scroll down to the comment section below and let us know how much time you think has passed. Is it in the weeks? Is it in the months? Is it in the days? Yeah. Also, remember Springfield is full of human beings, natural, normal, civilian human beings, which I think mm. is where we're going to see our zombie massacre take place. I think that's yeah, what they're building up okay. for. On and also, sure. this book, I feel like it's worth noting that uh, I've been excited about this book's art more than anything. Um, and where it's been going hasn't been like exciting me as much as I would have liked it to, but hey. Um, but this is the first one that first issue out of all of them now that makes me feel like okay, Larry's actually putting every all the pieces on the board. Um, because now we kind of know wh who's doing what, where they're doing it, and kind of why they're trying to do stuff. And that's interesting because it makes me very excited for the next issue. Uh, just uh, even this, this dialogue here in the pit, well, the uh, HQ. I don't know if it is meant to be the pit. I it's feel like pit, it is. Yeah, yeah. The pit in Utah. Um, I couldn't get past the fact that Duke mounts hand grenades on his back. <laughs> <laughs> that must get uncomfortable. I'm yeah, guessing thing... Chris Chris turned the action figure the wrong way around, so they kind of like the head was facing <laughs> full, you know backwards, and this is actually supposed to be the front of Duke. I I can only imagine that like the bandolier, you know, it it should in his artist brain it should present the same in the front as it does in the back meanwhile other artists would just make that a, a clean strap and you know save the grenades and pouches for the front anyway it's just something that struck me he's also like walking around the pit with his canteen okay <laughs> guess he gets real thirsty <laughs> the story feels quite f sort of focused and i don't know if, if it feels small but i i'm aware that we're coming off of a huge arc that i haven't read i almost want it to zoom out like it really feels like these people are the only people on earth kind of a thing right mm. now mm. and gi joe feels small um well, but that's why we'll... you do backflips when you see mainframe and uh airtight yeah <clears throat> but mm. i think he's laying the breadcrumb i think I think this is going to wrap up. I think there's a few things in this issue that kind of maybe make me think, okay, he he has some kind of a plan to sort of write himself out of this zombie thing. Mm. Um, oh, does he now? <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell, Ben, my man. Time will tell. Um, I, I feel like my knowledge can be a burden sometimes uh, because... We see the pit being invaded by three, once again, enhanced sort of mutant vipers sent by Serpentor Khan and Alpha 001. And they're gathering intel on the pit three. But Mindbender has actually not only invaded the pit three, but has occupied it for a while 
in and around <laughs> issue 200 of the IDW run. Mm -hmm. So he's intimately aware of its structure and the fact that it's three huts and then there's a massive substructure which is basically the G.I. Joe base. So okay. maybe the mutancy has like made him forget this stuff or maybe it's just convenient like let's let's just push that under the carpet and but, um, you know, take this as the first time they've ever encountered the pit again. Because yeah, the pit and Springfield both are locations that we come to a number of times throughout G.I. Joe history. And the fact that it always seems like a, oh, we're doing this for the first time every time they do it again. That's not entirely true. I got they didn't excited. keep their research system, did they? They did? Oh, Diana's still here. I just got excited by Toxo Viper, but it's... Um, what it version look is like that? like a Toxo Viper. No. I, I had this problem the last time we, we spoke about the ARR book, that they name drop the individual Vipers in this case, but they aren't presented looking like those those toys. Mm. Whereas with the, the other team, we can clearly see it's a Night Viper, Alley Viper, and um, Night Creeper. These guys are like more non-specific. Yeah. I, I think that Spirit is concerned about the Toxa Viper. Yes. Is it Spirit? Yeah. Yes. He, it's Lady J, I think. Uh, yeah. But I'm worried about the Toxa Viper. Yeah. Mm. That's the one they're worried about. That's... Uh, yeah. And I, I want to know why. I mean, I have ideas, but I want to know why. Like, why specifically the Toxa Viper? What is it like, you know? I suppose... I mean, why... why um, that's kind of preloading us for something that the uh, Toxa Viper is going to unleash on the Joes. I hope we don't get zombie Joes. But anyway, carrying on. <laughs> Let's see how that's going to go. I love yeah. the, that floor is rendered so well. Anyway. Which floor? Um, oh, the ground. The, the yeah, that paneling is so great. I love that. <sighs> love the floor. Love the paneling. Love the, the action. You can actually feel the feet crunching on the ground. It's a great feel. And also, um, Spirit's little um, remark here on, at the bottom of the page. Uh, where... Yeah. He's kind of like, hey, <laughs> when they're like, America, oh, right. the Native the American one, the one hut has, yeah, yeah, the one hut has a, a one of Spirit's rugs in the middle. And those of us in the know know that that's where the entrance to the pit is. Or the, um, uh, what's it called? The troop en entrance, not the yeah. vehicle entrance. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So Spirit finds that amusing. I mean, if you are as long in the tooth uh, when it comes to G.I. Joe books as, as yours truly, you know that he once placed a grenade, sort of booby-trapped a grenade under the, the blanket. So as the Vipers pulled it up, the pin came out and boom. Crazy thought. Mm. Just, just like a... Um, this could be a bit of a bait and switch because maybe they're not in this pit. Maybe this pit that the, the Vipers are sort of accessing... Mm -hmm. It has been abandoned. Maybe it is like a bunch of traps and everything for them. And the Joes aren't actually there. Maybe the Joes are operating from a different pit, like some kind of emergency pit that has been created in the back of some issue somewhere. Would you believe it? It wouldn't be the first time that's happened either. But that would mm. be an interesting twist. I, I wouldn't have seen that coming because that was ages ago now. That was sort of late 80s comic. Yeah, that's why I think spirits are like, hey, hey. <laughs> Shall we wrap this one up, anyway. guys? I, I don't know what else I have to say necessarily. Oh, wait. There, there's a type, another typo. 
Oh, wait, we're not even halfway through. Never mind. It disregarded. Nice. Much more to go. <laughs> I love this. I like the wooden stage. It makes me think of like a middle school. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Commander, it's like it oh, does, yeah. he used to have these huge amphitheaters. <laughs> he's just got like, I just feel like there's a school play has just happened and he's like, get off. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> there's something about that wood. It's just like, it's so Billy Basic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good. But he's rocking a new look, isn't he, boys? Let's have a look at this new look. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like it's it. It's a balaclava but... as opposed to the hood. I mm. guess the uh, the standing orders are the hood is verboten. So find something else to do with Cobra Commander. And you something need something. Like, well, yeah, exactly. You, you need to show off his eyes. And the mirror face yeah. will never do that. So... Mm. They've got him in a balaclava, which has all the furniture of the hood, except without the sort of the, the frill. So you've got the big cobra symbol right in the middle of the head. You've got the eye slits. You can see the, sort of the outline of the nose, maybe a bit of the mouth, but then it kind of tucks under the chin. Yeah, it looks looks like he means business. And he's also in sort of full, like, despotic um, military regalia with the, regalia. the jodhpurs. I mean, nothing says old school villain like a military dress <laughs> with jodhpurs and boots jack boots yeah i like his plan like i like how convoluted it is i think it's actually really like it's funny it's brilliant it's so convoluted it's yeah, actually got mind bender uh, yeah like, it's just it's great so pentel khan is actually genuinely like intimidated by this plan <laughs> yeah he's concerned he's because like he doesn't Whoa. watch dunbar this clown? He's like, this guy's crazy. It's <laughs> good yeah. stuff. a nice belt buckle like, as well he's got. Mm. Oh, sorry, my cat. Yeah, he's stylish. Now, check out the vipers that they've rendered as his sort of like obedient troops. Um, particularly the worms in the middle. I love how the, the sort of the negative outline looks like some kind of demon. Mm. <laughs> Maybe something Tom York would draw in Yay. one of his album inlays. Yeah. Look at those pantaloons. <laughs> yes, those pantaloons mm. are insane. So also, tough. Cobra Commander's finally been watching the Sunbow run of the, the G.I. Joe cartoon. You keep saying this, Paul. What do you mean? Because that's where his plan comes from. Okay. Well, the yep. plan is just basically... We'll get to, to that episode. They're going to disseminate um, incorrect information to two-thirds of their leadership and have only one-third have the correct kind of battle <laughs> tactic, which sounds like a recipe for disaster, it now that I'm saying it. like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> just like... But it's got Serpentacorn nervous. They're like, yeah. oh, dear. We, we, just... we, we, we can't counteract that kind of level yeah. of planning. <laughs> <laughs> only a third of his troops are going to be in the right place yeah. like two thirds of the troops are not going to be in the right place but no one actually knows if they're in the right place or not except for the guys in charge who can't tell their troops that they are in the but right guys, or wrong place here's like, where this, this typo comes you? in this is a second typo I, I'm, I'm convinced of it but if you guys can come up with a no prize explanation please I'm all ears Mindbender mm -hmm. says to the the mutant enhanced uh, Night Viper, that as soon as hostilities are in, as soon as hostilities are initiated, you three, no, you will abduct all three and interrogate until they divulge the plans. So they're going to abduct what the 
actually, you explain. What 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 is this line all about? You three. The, so well, Cobra Commander explained that the 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 leaders of his these three units will know the plans. He just says so what two he wants, thirds will have false yeah. plans, and one third. Okay. Right. Yeah, he, the Cobra Command is referring to the upper echelons of his yeah, the upper echelons. Structure. Yeah, which I think they're, they're trying to say they're three of them. So Mindbender wants them to abduct the leader. One of each. One of each, so they can figure out for themselves. It's a head scratcher. Which is the real I, plan? I don't know. Now you know why Serpento and Mindbender are so worried because they're just confused. <laughs> just yes, that's, that's probably what it is. Mutant virus adult brains. I don't know. Uh, it just struck me as odd. Like, are they re- some, somehow referring to three specific individuals that need to be abducted? Yeah. Well, he's or saying it... that the, the upper upper echelon dudes will have the information. Isn't that what he said? I mean, I just think there's some confusion between the two. Um, no. Nah, anyway, before nit- you move nitpick. on to the next page, please go back to the stage quickly with Cobra Commander. No, I, no, no, I, I, I want to have this on the show. When he goes, there's a line here that I love. Um, and it's about oh there we go and a traitorous tooth yanker yes <laughs> a vile <laughs> usurper and a traitorous tooth yanker that is my favorite line in this whole book that's good dialogue <laughs> for Cobra Commander that's great yeah mm-hmm. I love it I love <laughs> it it just it had to be said man you can carry on now <laughs> <laughs> nice Dawn Moreno uh, tangles with these three. But before we get there, we cut back to the tomahawk, Ooh. racing oh, yeah. through the, the hills, yeah. and the yeah, yeah. Alone, bro. the yeah, robots okay. reanimate. And I like that it's almost a callback to the Trojan Gambit, issue number three, yep. where the mm-hmm. robots the sort of, Well, they start reassembling themselves. Hmm. Yeah, yes, which is fun. Like, I saw this coming. As soon as they were like, yo, let's pack it up and take it to the pits, I was like... Are you I, still, didn't. I didn't think so. I mean... Wow! Really? Oh, you're on it. Good How about you, Ben? No, I just, mm. I just saw this happening. I was like, yeah, this, this has happened before. Yeah. I was extremely glad mm. to spend more time with this gang. It felt <laughs> like special <Yes>. missions. <laughs> right. I was like, yes. But um, yeah. no, I Rob and I were blindsided by it. We thought we wouldn't see these guys again until they arrived safely at the pit. Um, Black Hat does a sacrifice Trash play. By it's yeah. like, and she's not a toy character she's a larry harmer creation so i was like that's why she can yep, do that kind of this, stuff this this could be tickets for our latest techie but no she gets caught by it was it airtight yeah airtight grabs her as she yeah. tumbles out of the, the tomahawk this is what you get when you put in your b players you know they're so much better than your a lot of helicopters i just thought that was a bit abrupt like as a character trait is she the kind of person to tackle a robot out of a Helicopter door to her death. She's a G.I. Joe, dude. That's what they do. Yowza. You're talking they, to three guys who have not read minutes. the last 100 issues of, of Ra. So, <laughs> well, you tell us, the, is, is this what Mark she does? Say from those books. Rob, you've read all of Black Hat's appearances, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Whoops. then. So, uh, you're as familiar I with her like, as I am. Well, I, I feel like this is something she'd do. She's very forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh well, Trekkies of the world unite. There we go. Because she is a Trekkie. She's the one who wears um, a Spock uniform at school, right? Yes. Oh, look at Wild Bill's six shooter. 
Oh. Yes, was the best. So Wild great. Bill jumps out of the cockpit with his six-shooter and lays waste to the remaining reanimated robot. Hell yeah. Cyborg. That old hog with... leg still does the yes. trick. Yes, yeah. Airtide calls it out. It's a hog leg. Lovely hog turn of phrase. Every once in every while, Larry Harmer still catches me off guard. He's still got some phrases that I ain't never heard before. So... You'll never Just goes to show, man. The, the, the river runs deep. River runs deep. The Charlie Mike was quite cool as well earlier. Charlie Mike, which means continue mission. Continue mission, but yeah. there was no sort of asterisk. There was no sort of editorial insert at that point. So I'm like, hmm. Mm. I almost expected it, but it wasn't there. I think he's, he, he, he feels like his audience has grown up with him. So, you know, we've, we've been here long enough. But he's got a whole new audience now. Well, I guess, but he I may think he, do. You know. I don't know. It's difficult to know, isn't it? A lot mm. of people just jump on, you know. Look at the odds. That, that when it There's starts, how do we know if they stay? Look how cool the Alley Viper looks. I would read like a five-issue mini just about a squad of Alley Vipers. Thank oh, you. Hell yeah! Seriously, <laughs> I've, even, I've written I'd something like film. that. Actually, I'd love to like just. They're so awesome. I've yeah. written, I've actually written something for that. <gasps> I called them, uh, oh. yeah. Come on, but, Paul. Um, since Modern Era Toys came out, I had like, I got like five Alley Vipers and I got that one that comes with the the Fury. Mm-hmm. And he was like the squad leader. And I was like, oh, wow, it'll be so cool to tell the story of a dude becoming an Alley Viper. Like what the whole vibe is and then their squad and how, what their squad goes through. So, when like, I got I, the Alley I Viper agree. and the file card and just the, urbanness of it was like that was not how i played with my toys it was always jungle desert mm. snow and i was bush. like oh these guys are like for like going into buildings in the city and stuff i loved it yeah sweet all of a sudden you could play indoors Whew. oh <laughs> yeah i always wanted to like play with them kind of like how they used to like do battles in the olden days where like the, the first guys would be on their knees with the shield, the shield. and then you'd have like the guys ah. behind would pop up and they just keep, that's like, cool edging down like a corridor like that yeah i mean you say old days but like that's how riot cops operate yeah, yeah well, you've got go. the guys up front and you get the guys behind like now and, and their shield has dude. that great cutout so mm. you could put you could rest the rifle into the cutout but what's the what is the classified like of that dude Paul, is it pretty special? Pretty, yeah, it's it's decent. I think it's a great toy. Yeah, I, oh, Rob, I don't you've know got if... it too. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. it's very good. It's a good representation of the original figure. Yeah, mm, very um, yeah, faithful. I'm very good at updating the looks of the of the figures from the vintage line into classified form, as the line is um aged. Yeah, they haven't Let me done put it to you this way, Ben. It's definitely one of the ones. Like, if you want to own like a handful of classified, I would say that Ali Viper is definitely one one of those yeah have they done a night viper yeah. yet not yet wow he was not hot topic yet. too i'm surprised i mean that's got to be coming soon for sure mm. if they've done an alley viper but for some reason alley viper i think is even more popular than a night viper yeah. which is astonishing because the night viper is as sort of too tactical cool. cool as you're ever going to get with cobra but yeah. like well they have to yeah, some alley viper is more viper. unique in the Alibi, yeah, I think. it's you know, it stands a, out more. 
It's the one you that people remember and always come back to. I also think the Night Viper is kind of a sore topic for a lot of Joe toy fans because we got mm. that um, Jungle Viper in Modern <laughs> Era, which, yeah, see? That's, it ain't no um, Night Viper. That's but the reaction that it got. But I, they corrected they, it eventually. They, yeah, but I mean, that was meant to be the shoe-in for the, you know, like they wanted to replace the Night Viper with that guy. Then they did the Night Viper, which is, well, it's adequate, but I, okay. I think, yeah, I think uh, their next move on the Night Bypass really impressed people. And so I think right. they're just making sure they're getting, or, or, you know, dotting all their eyes and, and all that good stuff. Go right by the night. Now, Dawn oh, Moreno encounters these three guys and they want to subdue her silently. So they're all just three. Keep whispering. That's cool, though, isn't it? That's great. Night Viper throws a grapple hook. Ali Viper throws a knife, and of course, we did not Creeper... understand the assignment. You just feel like there's <laughs> gonna be a joke one at the bottom, just someone throwing a banana or something. <laughs> so, I didn't even know you were there. <laughs> and of course, some delicious, like, speaking your inner monologue from Dawn. She says, Three prong attack. That would work against any normal opponent, but not against an Arashikage ninja. Because it's on my chest. I'm a Rashikage. <laughs> Jesus, and how hey. she brands heavy. Like the Rashikage <laughs> hexagram is on her. Like it's between her titties, man. It's red. Yeah, yeah, it's so red accents. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She cuts through them with ease. Using, I think, a signature Rashikage steel. Like it's morning light or early star whatever <laughs> these swords have names shield, bro. big like... time wow slices right through an alley viper shield and yeah as i say it makes quick work of them to the point where they override their self-preservation um yeah this was i was like what they self-destruct yeah i felt like they pulled the cord early there but oh yeah yeah that it's like okay we're down to hand to hand i guess we can't take her on now it's... It's, yeah, they do kind of give up very quickly. Mm. But However, they give up in such... That, you oh, yeah? kind of like, okay, well, I can see where this can go. <laughs> well, they give Imagine. up in such spectacular fashion that I'm, I am I would be very surprised if this didn't attract attention. Like, if they're in mid- the middle of a very militarized build-up oh, of oh, Springfield, oh. Um, and they've mm. gone whoomp, whoomp, whoomp in this kind of amazing <laughs> white flash. I love what the art is doing, by the way. Yeah, um, very cool. Yeah. So the, do they not have any kind of consciousness? Like, they don't mind doing that? Like, the, how does it know. work? They've gone into those those pods and become enhanced. So yeah. I guess they can suppress their desire yeah. to live. <laughs> I, I don't know, Ben. <laughs> the science is, has moved so far and so fast that, like, pff, I'll accept whatever the writer puts in front of me at this point yeah i don't quite previous, get it either uh, what i don't understand is in the previous panel when dawn is cutting the night viper's gun mm-hmm. you know like so like you know and why didn't he just use that in the beginning because all i can imagine his in a monologue is, was that it was at that moment that night viper realized he fucked up i just don't, what's, <laughs> the, what's the advantage of them do it like do you want your enemy to mm. know that you can do that um I don't I don't kill know. yourself, kind of like off yourself. I don't know. It is a bit weird. It's like, but at the same time, they're like, oh, we don't want our technology to fall into the hands of the enemies. But 
<laughs> you can yeah. still try and run away. It, yeah, as if anyone would want to do that to themselves anyway. Plot convenience. Anyway, Duke, I found their fatal flaw says Dawn. And then right, their little ashes. Just press them until they can't. <laughs> well, just send the ninja Fuck squad the and they, they, they shit themselves and blow up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they shit it whispering. I don't oh, know. Scotland. What is. You know what's coming Scotland. So we cut back to Destro, Castle Destro I mean, in back Scotland. To Destro. This is the first time we've seen ah. him in, in, since uh, in the Skybound. The... Baroness doesn't have a chair. What the hell? Anyway, the majesty on. of his hall. Hmm. It's incredible. I like the fact that Chris Moonehan has saw fit to put the Cobra symbol back on Baroness's chest. Because in the IDW era, she was not allied with Cobra at all for for the main chunk of it. And they decided to make her, her bodice not have a Cobra symbol. Um, and that just always made it look like something was missing. Like she was just, hmm. you know... Another chick in a black leather cat suit and corset. Um, yeah. Even though it makes zero plot sense for her to have a Cobra symbol now, she's got it. It's a classic Baroness look. Yeah, this is a nice change at the end, though, isn't it? It's like... Okay, you're a fan? It, well, I just... Again, it's something else. Back. It's, it's Yeah, it's like, okay, some other players coming in, you know. Mm. Yeah, Cobra has felt a little bit... Um, anemic <laughs> like yeah it's, it's yeah. mindbender and serpento con on the one side cobra command on the other and like who they got to talk to um zombies and faceless minions let's have also, some of the, the a-listers back also steve just want to just confirm something man mm. like are zartan and destro rivals in the comic book um no i mean because arms dealer and mercenary chameleon yeah but they don't have like a rivalry hey <sighs> difficult to say they've been on opposite sides of the divide as many times almost as they've been on the same side of the divide no because the reason i'm i'm mentioning that um the reason i'm asking specifically is this line here on the last panel uh by zartan is provided we can put aside our differences towards a common benefit that tipped me off because zartan and destro are um they are opposites in the cartoon and the animated series. Okay. They hate each other. They ha they have a uh, grudge with each other. But I don't recall them ever having a grudge against each other in the comic books. And that's why this kind of stood out to me as what continuity are you referring to here? Like where's this coming from? Where 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 were they having animosity towards each other? Yeah. Gosh. Mm. But just yeah, Off just the top of my head, I couldn't tell you, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> my first thought actually they're, yeah they landed mm -hmm. up on different sides of fights at some point and also i mean zartan is yeah i mean he has he's a paid dude you know i um, mean the, the the highest flying um, pole for me is is you know zartan was very much on the side of cobra commander during the cobra island mm. civil war he's the guy who took out serpentor in the old end um and destro was very much entering that war in his own interests to take yeah. back the Baroness and to sort of mm. give his new troops a field test. Um, that was so, a long time ago. I mean, absolutely. you know, once again, that's like over 200 issues ago. That explains, that makes sense. I'm just trying to figure out where, why Larry would bring that into the story. Like, 
you know, why? My first port of call is it... actually not even a Larry Harmer yeah. book. Do you remember when they did the Devil's Due uh, Rebirth storyline, whatever it is, the, when Devil's Due took the book? I recall distinctly yeah. like Zartan, like they, they have this massive helicopter assault on um, the Silent Castle and Zartan is, he's taking out um, Iron Grenadiers. He sort of cloaks, uncloaks and snaps a, a sniper's neck. Mm. So he's definitely like getting his hands dirty, taking out Destro's troops. But as mm. I say, that's not Larry's continuity. So I don't know. I guess it's just assumed that in the cultural acceptance of these guys that they have a, a troubled past, as all Cobra operatives do. Mm. They've. I'll yeah. forget Baroness a chair. Um, shame my queen and she has to stand next to me it is it is you know it's it's the place where he meets people they don't sit there and relax this isn't like the patriarchy the patriarchy patriarchy, bro (laughs) sorry so i I had to i just thought it was very impolite decent issue overall i thought i mean we kind of slowly making progress towards actual stuff happening (laughs) Yeah, you know, it may read I, better in a trade, you know, just faster, you know, month to month is, and they feel quite short, don't they? I don't know how many pages that is, but. Well, the book we're about to get into, I feel like was over before I knew it. Um, yeah, that's because it was uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> lights are on the text. Uh, there's less exposition. It's not a Larry Harmer book. Um, and I have recently watched a, an interview with Josh Williams, uh, a Williamson, the writer, and yeah. I mean he he does definitely want to let the visual medium take the fall, and if he can, you know, explain things less, put less text onto the page, he does. Yeah, um, he has but that I mean, kind yeah, of restraint this, because it is a visual medium. I mean, the story does come across more as in in the visuals as well. So I mean, if you're just reading no, sure you know, bubble the bubble, I mean, you're not really reading comic books. Right. He he doesn't have as much kind of like donkey work to do, does he, in Cobra Commander? It's a singular... He, he's not intercutting between lots of different things. And yeah, it's he's just not one to, character. He's following him along. He doesn't really have to explain much. It's just, yeah. It's totally Which is wild if you think runs. about it, that he doesn't right. have to explain much because it's it, he kind of actually does because this is a new version of him in a completely new universe. But at the same time, he's not... He's not yeah. over-explaining stuff. You know, he's just allowing whatever story he's trying to tell just to, you know, kind of happen. Yeah. Oh, buzzer. Oh. So, opening remarks on Cobra Commander issue number two, gents. Ben, you want to kick us off? Dick Blinken. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is totally how I used, like, Dreadnoughts, they're not goons. They're terrifying. Like, his primary weapon is a chainsaw. Yep. It's it's so rancid. Like there's no it's yeah. It's so that cover is great. Well we get into the gore almost immediately. The dreadnoughts have happened upon some people trying to run guns through their turf, and they have gone to town. All the implements of like brutal torture or yeah, we've got a lot of violence porn up front in this issue. But That's it's good. Porn, it's an yeah. effective way of saying, like, this ain't really. your grandpa's dreadnoks, man. I He's on Sunbow. I have to say, yeah. I didn't think he was going to get medieval with that chainsaw. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, well, I did a bit Chekhov's of chainsaw, man. If you've got a chainsaw 
and your primary use of it is yeah. in, as a weapon, you, you got to. I, I'm surprised it's taken us this long to depict Buzzer using his chainsaw on a human being. Yeah. Yep. But I did. I mean, we all um, do it with the toys. Sorry, ben. <laughs> I was the tree surgeon for a little bit and used the chainsaw a lot. And you mm. got to like, he doesn't have any protective clothing on. Mm. And I'm telling you, if he's, if he's hitting like heavy, Bone. like a femur, I think it's kicked back right in your face. Oof. I feel like he should ha- he should be covered in scars. <laughs> that yeah, if you're really taking well, those are bone fragments and stuff that comes off. Ugh. He doesn't yeah. even have like an emergency break on that thing. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, they are like sadistic. They are terrifying mothers in this, aren't they? <laughs> like, but yeah. these are versions of the dreadnoughts I can actually, I, I don't know, enjoy. I guess. Yeah, um, and, and not out. Australian or British. It seems like they've been name dropped as being rednecks. So presumably, yeah. when you read their speech bubbles, you should be giving them a little bit of a drawl. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. We'd hoped it wouldn't come to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're loving it as well. Mm. Mm. Do you guys agree that they've been reset as, like, Americans? Yeah. And yeah, I think southern. so. Mm. I think so. I it's a good fit, and it gets easier up on that as I was reading it. Um, right. But I mean, it it does make it easier to kind of like you know wherever they are, that's the setting they are, you know, and they've established themselves. It makes more sense than like you know, guys from England and and Australia coming to America to kind of be like, this is our swamp now. Yeah, I've always this is a bit weird, but I've always felt like buzzer and ripper obviously they're like masculine dudes but like the way, look at the way that buzzers walk in there there's like a feminine side to his mm. vibe and there's one the, there's a cover the this cod pieces co- always this kind the, of this is the cover give them I've like got. a swimwear or a merkin almost <laughs> yeah but there's one there's a cover coming up with buzzer and like the way he carries himself i'm just like yeah it's an interesting little sort of nuance there Hmm. But Faye. I mean, they have got they have got like crazy, you know, hair, like crazy hair, and they're sort of clearly into how they look, and yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're very. These were two, these were two early figures that I got. Mm. I was a big dreadnought guy, like big time. I had. Oh, I still am, man. And I mean, any. Panel. Oh, are we thinking that the Thunder Machine is theirs? Yeah, and not Thrashers. Yeah. 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 Yes, I think so. The way that it they does seem of... that way. Yeah, that's beautiful, isn't it? Whoa. Well, it's just it's mm. it's it's convenience to shift the most signature dreadnought vehicle over to the most signature pair of dreadnoughts. It's mm. it's it, there's a purity to that. Like, let's keep the cost small and focused, and really give each member some page time. Thunder Machine included. I love how that is drawn. My favorite the thing speed. is the, the, it's the light. Oh, the lights, yep. mm. the beams. Yeah, and that would be a colorist's job, right, Paul? Yeah. Mm. To create that that high tone of like, oh yeah, no, it's it's masterfully and then sending done. Sending an email to the the pencil and going, hey, do you mind? Uh, how, what do you think of this effect? <laughs> you know, are you cool with this? That depending mm-hmm. on his, the relationship, but yeah. His buddy like yeah. hacked up, and now he's being dragged around by that. Oh, rough so day. brutal. <laughs> 
this is how the dreadnoughts are. We in said my we'd head. take you home. We didn't say we'd, you know, yeah, let you live. Oof. Something yeah. like that. The line. You, you, you said you'd let me go. No, we said we'd give you a ride home, and then they <laughs> drag him behind the thunder machine until he is literally a bag of blood. I don't yeah. think I ever played with them Nasty. like being goons. To be fair, I think I actually like sadistically played with them doing this, like chopping mm. arms off. Like, yeah. you know, well, like, the weaponry did suggest it. Yeah, yeah rip as yeah. like a pneumatic drill. It's like, there's only one thing you're going to do with that. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, that's whatever, whoever Skybound is choosing to do the art for their comic books, I mean, whoever they're choosing, I mean, whoever's the, the person in charge of that process, they, they're very, all very good at doing vehicles and doing vehicles justice you know um mm. they're very accurate to what we've seen in other comic books to the toys um and consistently so um which which i really appreciate is like a you know line wide thing across the energon universe <laughs> well, at skybound oh cobra commander when he gets to this uh sort of boat show well to the the swamp ride and he's just like commenting on how human beings are filth basically well we get a little bit of a bit of confirmation that cobra commander is indeed a human and has been i suppose adopted by cobra law because he has nothing but contempt for human beings but he does still identify that he came from this this soup anyway he's on the hunt for traces of energon and his his hunt seems to have brought him from the frozen wastes down to the everglades and he's at this kind of swamp boat show and he he threatens a child but it almost looks like he's doing a forced choke hold on a child yeah (laughs) yeah that was a bit confusing for me i was like does does he have powers no he's just reaching towards the child right okay okay you just want sorry you're the comic book guy rob you understand the visual medium me i'm like (laughs) explain but he's still and got then, his, uh, his big buddy with him, who gets name-dropped as Protector. Cobra Commander calls out for him at one point, calling him the, the Protector. Yeah, I like him kind of like slicing through sort of contemporary society, looking how he looks. That could have gone either way. And I think mm. they've nailed his look so that, you know, he really stands out, but he wants to, I like that he wants to stand out. And he's like, no, mm. I don't care. This is, you know, I want them to see. Mm. I do. I really enjoy his look in this. Old, Old snake. snake. <laughs> Finds a gap in the fence, goes through it, or makes a gap in the fence, makes goes through it, and, yeah. and he's, he's off-piste. Ah, now, here we go. Now, what is this business? So, the protector back. has been modified. Uh, I, I assume, actually... Well, no, I'll, well, I'll put my my suggestion out there. So, has Pythona modified this guy to look human? Is that what we're seeing in these panels, this flashback sequence? Yeah, for sure. Yes, I mean, I, I just instantly thought this is Nemesis Enforcer. That's why I went straight. Yeah, to that's what yeah. I said. Uh, that's what I, I thought as well. Previous discussion, yeah. actually, and as I, I was I'd looking at it, it, I was like, Steve was wrong about Rob that. Rob called it. Ah, <laughs> boo! Because I did say <laughs> that I thought he could be Zartan. Mm-hmm. I still think there's an outside chance that he's Zartan, that they've reset no, Zartan as zero percent chance. I mean, as we established, <laughs> but then he'd in, have to take know, a shot. What and he sort yeah. of he what he wants to look after that rabble and get involved with the dreadnoughts. Well, I guess he doesn't have to because this is new. But 
or the dreadnoughts hitch their wagon to him being like ooh i like this mm. guy's style look well, the i've always part of the swamp you're not allowed to go to i've always been curious about zartan's initial affiliation with the dreadnoughts was it just an alliance of convenience it's like I need some goons to do things for me and get shit done. No, I think um, even Zartan needs family. He likes right. them. Okay. He likes them. I, th- I think so. I think he likes, you know. But the yeah, method they, of no the man's surgery... No man's an island, Steve. All right, okay. Mm. Um, except this man on a giant island. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the, Python uses some very authentic Cobra Law tech. It's basically like a leech with teeth. Mm-hmm. Is that conducting some kind of surgery on the guy's face? I can imagine so. I think there's some, you know, woo-woo happening there. And Big time. Yeah, they're kind of converting Big his time. body somehow. I mean, she says Voila. it herself, you know. <laughs> we need to change you to fit in with, that, with the, you know, the human society. But you cannot go as you are, my old friend. Yes. There must be some changes. <laughs> There are so few battles in this comic, you don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And yeah, I mean, it, as I say, moves through with quite a, a clip. Um, mm. Cobra Commander encounters oh, the law. The raven. And the protector steps in and we're back to the gore fest. I mean, it's, it, it is a horror book, right? Mm, because yeah. bullets have Very no effect much. on this Jason Voorhees-style killer. killer. He winds up and not only headbutts the the officer into a bloody pulp, but rips his arms out of their sockets as well. Yeah. He went full Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't get that until I looked at the next panel, and then I had to go back up. I was like, oh, Yeah, geez. me too. Yeah, I, I didn't read that. What it happened? Even. I was like, What happened to the guy's arms? Oh. oh, my God. oh. Well, the letterist, um, he's got a, there's a crack, crack splat. <laughs> And a rip. So mm. both both effects are happening. The head exploding and the arms being ripped out. Yowza. Cobra Command is closing in on it. It seems like the traces of Energon are coming from a shack in the swamp. He opens the door and finds gore. Just oh. mutilated bodies. Um, but there is an element off to the left, which I'd like to draw your attention to, gents. Who noticed the mask? Did not. All Did right. Not. Paul, Rob? I noticed the mark, but it didn't jump out at me. I'm like... Yeah, there's a mask on the wall. Well, if you're familiar with the Zartan action figure... Yeah, it looks pretty good. He's got the stash, he's got the soul patch. Yeah. Oh, God, that's the Jesus face. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. Cool. I I love how Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Dreadnoughts are. Is this the uh, same room as earlier, or is this a different room? Is this a different shack? Is this the same? I think it's the same. Because the the Ripper and Buzzer return after having dragged their victim to death. Uh, Okay, so that's that part of him. And then... Cobra Commander is Uh, not freaked out by that room. (laughs) Not at all. He's he's probably done worse, actually. Yeah. And clearly not shaken by the Dreadnoughts arriving with this car that clearly has, you know, twin Gatling guns strapped to the hood. Yeah, he's uh, just a he's, man with purpose in this. Isn't he? he just literally, yeah. Cool as a cucumber. Pulls out a gun and bang, 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 bang. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shoots at the dreadnoughts. And they're loving it too. They're like, yeehaw. Been a while since yeah. we had a, a gunfight. Holy donuts and grape soda, Batman. 
Yep, they've got them. They've got their donuts. Yeah, they show up. I mean, uh, what's his name? Actually, has you know the residue of the donuts on his on his on his face, face on his beard. Yeah, like he's literally just been eating. You know, as as he Ripper. comes out of the the thunder machine. Now I've long held that the donuts and grape soda are just stand-ins for like harder substances that wouldn't have flown with the old school comics code. But it's clearly baked into the Dreadnought persona that now that you know you can have a book with a harder edge, they still eat donuts and drink grape soda. Hey dude, don't don't scoff at purple food coloring, my man. Yeah, sugar (laughs) is a hard hard stuff right there. That's the real high. Take it back. Cobra Commander still has some of his um, Cobra Law Greeblies. He tosses, uh, I suppose, an organic nice bomb. Ninja throw. Yeah, <laughs> great speed lines. Blows still up panic. the Thunder Machine in its debut issue, which oh. guts me. Guts me almost as much as it guts Ripper. But he calls it my baby, which once again reinforces the fact that we're not going to do a Thrasher, uh, at least not at this stage. Like, it's very much Buzzer and Ripper's ride. Hmm. Mm. And Which they are I think pissed, they'll man. Because they'll, they'll bring it back. <laughs> They're pissed, but they get called off by Serana, who shows up. Yeah, yeah these, Very cool. this, is, this is just all great stuff. It's just big nostalgia pangs. Mm. When I was like reading it, it's like, you know, the perfect kind of confluence between nostalgia, but then also, you know, attempting to tell a new story. Yeah, and kind of like new angles on these characters that you... Yeah. Have seen before. Because and it's because, cool to have them interacting. Yeah, it's just it's just different from characters being shown at the end of like era. It just hits different because mm. it's like ah, well, this is Zorana in this universe. So, and she cool. must be pretty badass to be able to wrangle these two lunatics. I mean, mm. you've set the stakes super high by showing them to be bloodthirsty, like evil, yeah. evil dudes. But she calls the shots. She's the boss. There is a hierarchy there, for sure. Mm. Mm. So it gives her instant status. And she says that, uh, let this guy go. He's not going to come back from that part of the swamp. That swamp is off limits to even us. And we've got a family meeting to go to. So I guess that does take Zartan off the table, maybe. Unless they're referring specifically to Xandar. But I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm... Dying to see what happens in three. Yeah. Cobra Commander falls into an abyss and Look, these when mutated I the swamp, crocs. I was jonesing for croc mask. I was like, please let me turn the page <laughs> and just let me see him. But then do they say that they're alligators somewhere? Not I crocs. think so. Maybe someone, someone says alligators, and I was like, Oh, I don't think we're gonna get my croc master. Mm. Mm, not yet. Maybe, Maybe. Crocmaster's in charge of the, the Dreadnoughts. You don't know? Yeah. SG3. I really, really thought we were going to get him for some reason. No, I think there's a Transformer down there, guys. No, it's, it's Energon. Well, he, he mentions <laughs> that whatever this stuff is, it has been um, affecting the local wildlife. Mm, and it's cool they look as well. Like prehistoric. They look like yeah, early, no early crocodiles. Proper alligators yeah, with crocodiles anymore. That did... Th- throw me a bit i was like oh what well, okay there we go <laughs> yeah mm. but i mean like from the start i mean definitely the cobra has they have lent on the sci-fi um, mm. which is appropriate yeah. for the larger you know energon universe 
So at least we're not kind of like being completely blindsided by like sci-fi elements coming into G.I. Joe. The only thing Comic I guess books. about a five issue series and I'm super into the covers, so I always look ahead at what the covers are and stuff is that, you know, it, it probably does have to get to somewhere and it's got to mm. do it. And well, now it's got it's got to do it in three issues. And that was a quick issue. And I'm like, ah, oh, in, in, in a mere three sort of very quick issues, he's probably going to be at the helm of Cobra of, of some sort, you know, to get to that point. But I could kind of, you know, do this for, a, you know, 12 a full issues. run. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's the same with Duke as well. It's like, wow, issue three, I think, comes out next week or this week. Um, it's like, ah, it's gonna, they're going to end so soon. <laughs> and I'm really into them. And it's like, ah, they're going to wrap up. But they will up. give rise to a main series, which will be batting yeah. off this wicket. So it's mm. not like it's going to stop Cricket and, and suddenly... Based. <laughs> wow well we are commonwealth right here um let's use it while we can i mean when i'm listening to other podcasts and they invoke like american football terminology or baseball i'm like guys you lost me sorry yeah yeah, yeah. that one struck a home run <laughs> that one struck out the defense was good on that one hopefully the <laughs> offensive team will be able to smack that, 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 <laughs> smack that fling that ball. ball for a touchdown or whatever <laughs> Do you think so? They've announced two other. No, have they announced two more? Five. Five issue issue means that I'm not sure, but I haven't actually looked in the last two weeks of new news. I think the only thing I knew was that, or at least from one of the previous letter pages, you know, it was kind of confirmed um, that there will be a mainline GI Joe series by Joshua Williamson. Yeah, Mm. that kind of goes from there, and then I suppose he'll take on one of these two artists to. To hopefully draw it, I think that I think I read that there's two more mini series, but they have not announced the. Oh, that's characters. cool. Probably, well, I mean, look, Snake Eyes is going to have to show up in one of these books. Yeah, he, he, that's you know. Yeah, I hope I hope not for a while though. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to no. rush things. I mean, I think the Void Rivals, which is you know the 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 main series of the Energon universe. I mean, that's only on issue four or five or four or five by now. Um, So there's no need for them to really rush into whatever they want to do next. I'd be interested. Still the start. In a GI Joe book running concurrently with a Cobra book. Um, Yeah. Would that interest you? I think that would be. Oh, no, absolutely. I would love that. I want that. that. Is there enough space to, to do that? Or would it just be they'd be overlapping so much it would be pointless? But just seeing different, you know, perspectives could be interesting. Off the top of my yeah. head, with sales doing as well as they are, it I think it's it behooves them to have multiple titles, like they and, can and... ride the crest of this this goodwill that they've generated, and the the numbers that they've generated. I mean, to you'd have, have two to titles, both, wouldn't you? Oh, it just okay. wouldn't work. I know. Absolutely. A lot of GI Joe guys are now buying Void Rivals and Transformers books, and, Transformers, and they're like, yeah. they're tangentially linked to their beloved GI Joe, but mm-hmm. they're still picking up the books. Yeah, I tried the Transformers book, uh, but I dropped it. It was nah. okay. I struggled with the art a little bit, actually. Um, mm. Oh, mm. Okay. well. Well, for Transformers, I struggle. I I kind of wanted like a maybe a harder edge, 
and a less scratchy uh, style. No, I can see style. that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if um, you're kind of used to the, the more kind of like your harder edge stuff. It can get a bit loose. I tell you what shocked me, because I haven't read a Transformers comic for a long time, was the scale. They're massive. Like, mm. <laughs> it was like a little <laughs> human on like Optimus Prime's gun. I was like, oh, they're like borrowers. <laughs> they're, like, they're too big. <laughs> they're I, like, I... they are tiny. Yeah, I think they're too big. I think they're uh, too honestly. big, really, Paul. Yeah. I think they're too, like... But are they bigger I mean, the than they the should truck. be? Like, I if, think they are. I think they if there was a car the that had to have the same. Uh, ben, there's this little term called mass shifting, which has been in Transformers yeah, lore for for a while. Hey, well, look, that, like, a... that's that's how you explain how a pistol can become Megatron. Yeah, well, I, I just did that. Kind of but... I just did that to yeah. Scout because like two hours ago we were watching uh, we were watching series one of okay. you know, the Transformers cartoon, and every time he turns into a gun and starts, you know, Starscream. It's just like, wow. Like, wait a minute. You guys were the same size a second yeah. ago. And Scout flagged that. Was he like, Dad, that doesn't you make know, sense. Scout loves one episode in particular called Heavy Metal, which is the introduction of the Constructicons. Nice. Mm. Uh, it's badass. Everybody yeah. loves Devastator. Yeah, Devastator. Uh, well, so also, little kids love excavators and construction yeah. equipment. It's like, whoa. Too cool. Yeah, it's a good show, man. It, it holds yeah. up. It's fantastic. Really? But what all I do I agree. is every like every foley little bit of sound effect, I'm like G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. Mm. <laughs> yep. And Transformers guys do it and the other way around. Yeah. They're like yeah. this yeah. G.I. Joe show is taking all the, the music cues from Transformers. I think they only in their kind of sound bank, I think they only had like twenty explosions, ten <laughs> laser bolts yeah. and but and even it's little... so much easier just to pop it in there. Even the little like trying to make new ones. music motifs, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, There's some shared it. ones, definitely. Yeah. Guys, I think um, to just get the business out of the way, should we rate these two issues? Yes, Compare and contrast? Paul, do you want to crack open a, a rating for the both? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so for 304, I'm going to give it like 3.5. Just because I enjoyed a lot of the art and I, I feel like I'm back on the story again. Like I care mm. about the story again. And uh, there are some issues with it, but it was a good one for me. And dude, Cobra issue two. Um, I'm not allowed to give it a five, so I'll give it four point five. It was <laughs> thrilling for me. It was, it was what I wanted. Not, uh, it sounds bad to say it like this. It's just that I've been wanting the uh, Dreadnoughts to be represented well for a long time. I was not expecting it to be in Cobra issue two. It was, mm. and that just made it better. Mm. It made the issue better. Like now, when I go Cobra Commander's doing this thing, and we got Dreadnoughts, and they're nasty, and I love that because I'm, you know, I'm a Dreadnought fan. So it's great to see them uh, done that way. And so, I yeah, am not. For me. Yeah, but if they had more appearances like this one, I might be, because mm. now I see the danger. Now they're not just like buffoons blundering their way through a very they're not military. Not anymore. Well, the thing about mm. GI Joe versus Cobra is like these are two <laughs> military organizations with like very dangerous equipment. You know, like everything's like at a, at a sort of military spec, and then all of a sudden you've got these fucking road warrior Mad Max rejects, like mixing it in with that kind of warfare. And I'm like, how? How do they even survive an initial skirmish with a well-trained army? Well. 
in this setting Luck. they work and they are dangerous and they're scary and so yeah i'm gonna echo you paul 3.5 for 304 and 4.5 for cobra issue 2 how about you rob my goodness my goodness yeah, I, I mean, middle of the road, I sp- I'll probably go three for three or four. Like, it, it's getting somewhere, but it is still taking its time. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I really just want stuff to start happening. And we're, we're, what, three issues in now, and it's essentially we're just r- constantly just telling you, um, you know, this is the same setup now. It's like, here's Cobra Commander, there's, mm-hmm. you know, Serpento, and here's the G.I. Joes. And the G.I. Joes are basically just sitting in a in a control room just looking at screens and so is the serpento mind bento yeah. you know but you can't Cobra deny it's, a, like it's a very pretty book oh it's, it's very pretty oh it's very mm. pretty for sure you know he's very good at drawing a, a control room i mean Cobra <laughs> feels like the only dude doing it actually he, he is he arrives in springfield he's like i need to set up and get ready and then he starts you know t- turning a speech to these guys and getting new clothes on um so yeah th- middle of the road three like I, mm. i'm not ready to kind of start like you know like jumping off walls Loving this thing. um yeah. cobra commander definitely i'd give it a four i think i'm, I'm mm. very excited to see where it goes um and for sure the dreadnoughts feel more dangerous than they've ever been um i might actually have you know collected them if they were like this long time ago mm. i was wow. thinking of you when i read this rob i was like mm. oh, oh that's amazing make rob like the dreadnoughts well he finally <laughs> likes the dreadnoughts is he finally well, you do have a complete thunder machine residing with you my man i finally have a complete thunder machine take it out for a play second try steven second try <laughs> benjamin close us out man uh so aira i think i'm gonna give it a three i think i've accepted what it's gonna be like and i actually found it quite funny and fun so I'd say mm. out of the four issues, it was probably my favorite so far. Um, but I, I just, I kind of want to know that he has some kind of plan. And I want to know that in the future, I might enjoy ARA stories that don't look anything like that, mm. you know? Mm. Um, but we'll see. So much of it is just, I love seeing it in my comic bookshop, you know? So just, mm. even just having it, it's like, you know, it's, it says G.I. Joe on it, so I'll give it a go. Mm. And um, look at this cover as well. How cool is that? Ooh, um, that is gorgeous. too cool. Yeah. I want that like cover. Apocalypse Now style. Uh, Cobra yeah. Commander 4.5. Yes, Loving, boy. loving yeah. that book. Um, <laughs> I don't really want it to end. It's get, like, mm. yeah, I like <laughs> it so much that, that I want it to like go for 12 issues, but I didn't think I was going to like it with Cobra La and all of that stuff. But um, radical acceptance of just someone trying to tell a different story. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 4.5. Totally agree. Yeah. Very you know, good. And, you know, see, I, because back to that thing that I was saying earlier, there's no way I would have said I want, a, you know, Cobra La in there. But mm. that's what I got. And it actually turns out that I like it, so you never know. Yeah, that's that 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 echoes my my opinions as well. Like I I I, I never like Cobra, Lord, but I, I like it him. works in in the set in the way that he's he's it done. It really it. works with the feel yeah. and the and the horror vibe. It, you you almost you can't not have it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it or lump it, it is part of the GI Joe tapestry. 
So we might yeah, as well no, see some sure. stories that lean into it. Yeah, and, the same and... as ghosts are part of the, you know, part of the tapestry you know, <laughs> the, the vampires and, and you know, skeletons. It's and whatever certainly else. more that, interesting I mean, than zombies. I'm just putting. That is up there today. a chance that they wrap up Cobra La in the in the next three issues? Then we never see it again. I don't know. You know, or do you think like, being the, it being the Energon universe? I think all of these sci-fi elements are going to coexist yeah yeah it, it, it'll always so. be there there's, there's no wrap this up. hidden it's power just, this is yeah this is the establishment of of one of the the forces in the in the bigger yeah in the big if you're asking ben are they going to conveniently forget about it and just get yeah. on with conventional yeah i'd like to think they're not i think i'd like to think that cobra law continues to play a role and not just a nominal role like cut yeah. back to no. cobra law and globulus is like brooding no i want i want them to be yeah Involved, yeah, what, what do you think they're going to do with um, Megatron in this book? Mm. I think we've alluded to it earlier that, I mean, it, it is the sort of the Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's Walther P-38. Um, he is going to escape. Uh, mm -hmm. Issue one, he seemed to have a, a bit of a wry smile. Like the last mm. panel of his face, he's like, yeah, you you went too far this time, Cobra Commander. I'm, I now have what I need to break free. So he's going to so, exact his revenge and run rampant through uh, the streets, the, not the streets, the, the toadstools of Cobra Law. Yeah. <laughs> so a, um, a response on the letters page alludes to the fact that we're going to see more Cobra Law. Um, oh, good. This, uh, so that was pretty cool to read. Also, I think all of Cobra's technology is going to be based on Cybertronian technology. It's going to be based mm -hmm. on the Decepticons tech. I think that's gonna, uh, pretty much a given. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited to see how they do that. Actually, um, and I want to. See, I'm looking forward to seeing how Destro comes into everything as well, because you know he's kind of, you know, peeked his head into the Duke world. So yeah, that's pretty exciting too. Like I want to see where he's, what his angle is, and that's oh, going to be insane. I don't know. I <laughs> love. I'm loving this direction for GI Joe. Um, I love it because it is radically different in a good way. It's not. I, I don't know if you guys get the same feeling, but I don't feel like these books are trying to impress G.I. Joe fans. I feel like they're just trying to tell really cool stories with the characters. Hmm. Whereas I felt I've I've always felt that IDW and Devil's Due sort of felt fell into the trap of trying to write a book for fans and trying to write a book that they think fans would like as opposed to trying to write stories that they thought were interesting. Um but there's uh, a lot of fan service kind of still book. going on, man. Yeah. Like anytime there's a a, a kind of a, a name drop or breadcrumb, chances are it's going to be a named G.I. Joe or Cobra character. For instance, I, I put in my notes and I didn't mention it at the time. Those two gun runners in the swamp, they mentioned that their contact was a big dude with a flat top. Now, could that be a road pig reference? Road pig? Yeah. Yeah, mm. probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but um, so that's, to answer your question, man, like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's woven in, it's baked in. But it's a privileged position to just start something from a you know a blank canvas. You, you, mm. you know you're not going to tie mm. yourself in knots like Aira is. You know it's convoluted. Mm. There's 300 issues of continuity, and it's this is just so freeing because mm. it's relatively simple and linear, and there's just something nice about starting again. Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah, for sure. 
I, th- I think yeah, I'm very. You really can you can have your cake and eat it too because also it's fresh fun, start. It's fun to every everyone to be on board at the same time as as something you know. But they We're still like, give every, you a few member berries. Everyone's in it together, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, and mean. also it makes it more interesting to discuss. I mean, because we are all starting at a at a fresh place. Yeah. And yes, what we know. What we know helps inform, or at least you know, our, our discussions about things. But we still, no one knows. And it, yeah, it's very exciting to have something new to talk about related to our hobbies of from decades. You know, stuff we've yeah. loved our entire lives. Having spoken about comics and cartoons with hindsight for so long, it's very unique to be podcasting on the topic of GI Joe with something with new, fresh yeah. to talk about week to week. It's it's a delight. So thank you, comic gods, for aligning oh, yes. the stars. Long may this reign. Uh, and well, also you, on the topic of thanks, thanks to our Patreons and YouTube oh, members for you keeping people. the lights burning at G.I. Joburg HQ. We love you. We see you. You guys are awesome. And thank you to everyone listening to this, whether you're a patron, a YouTube member, or just casual listener. Uh, you help fly the flag for G.I. Joburg and keep us coming back for more. Ben, yeah, and thanks for you have a weekly podcast too. Yeah, I do. It's behind a massive paywall. Sorry. Oh, a couple of pounds, <laughs> No. It's my wife. It's my wife's podcast. It's on uh it's on what is it called? Substack. Um, okay. Ah, yeah. Substack, cool. Yeah. So um it's called People Who Play. But every month we do a free episode. And um yeah, so check it out. Yeah, it's, yeah it's if you're about, dying to hear more from this fella, I mean, he is a it's delight. About, it's about you can living, agree with me. It's about living playfully and um, our experiences of parenting, I guess, and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but really guys, cool. thank you so much for having me on. It's so it's really oh, yeah. bizarre to be on here and not just sort of consuming it. I've been a super fan for a while now. So it's, yeah, I think I've watched everything oh, thank you. you guys have done. On, on YouTube. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I think, honestly, my favorite thing is that documentary of, of when you guys went to Joe Fest, Joe Con. Oh, um, I mean, that's a while ago now, I guess. But yeah, 2018. It was so good that you filmed all that stuff like getting the passports and all that jazz it's great so it, it yeah, was an ordeal is what it was yeah. well, it's ordeal oh, but Steve keeps saying it. that because he's, he's being dramatic but it was really <laughs> awesome and yes it had its challenges but i mean it would have been so boring if it didn't have challenges it would have just been like oh we landed here cool okay everything that ended on the highway is the know? best oh yeah <laughs> like this I is mean, the best we... holiday everything went according to plan it didn't yeah. make the cut, but Ben, we were, I was driving on Joburg Highway and a guy went into the back of me. So what? like on the yeah, eve of travel, annoying. I had to be in the police station filling out mm. forms. Wow. Losing his deposit and oh, not yeah. knowing whether or not we would have any money when we get to the States to even rent the rental car that we needed to get from New York to Ohio or yeah. I mean, all the way down to Tennessee. All I can say is guys always take comprehensive insurance when Ooh. you are hiring a car. And use a freaking Uber next time instead of renting a damn <laughs> to drive to my place <laughs> in Joburg, bro. <laughs> but then the adventure wouldn't be so fun, you know? Exactly. Yeah, an adventure. Exactly. Yeah. And 
And what did we agree on? Like, if that was the worst thing that happened the whole trip, then that'd be awesome. And that was the worst thing that happened the whole trip. Hell yeah. Okay. So, what's your, what yeah. is your official start date for Joburg? For potting? I, I like to think... A year. 2011 wow. was the first year... Well, I mean, Paul and I, every time we met, uh, we just chat G.I. Joe. We fell upon this yeah. common ground and... No one else could get a word in edgeways because he and I had this kind of like secret knowledge that no one else possessed. <laughs> and we would just go down the rabbit hole. Um, I think your yeah. girlfriend at the time, bless oh, Michelle, yeah, she yeah. suggested, why don't you guys just record your chats and put it out as a podcast? And I think that sat with you for a while, Paul, until eventually yeah. we were just hanging out at your place and you turned the microphone on and we gave a very garbled, very muddy episode Chat. one <laughs> episode one and that sat in the can for a long time but yeah. yeah october of 2011 was the day we recorded it so i'd like to think of that as the the earliest moment that gi joburg was birthed i feel like it's such a good time for for you guys and for for other gi joe podcasters right now for the for the ip just in general there's well, there's stuff mm. coming out to chat about. We were around in the dark times. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, what was mm. the... When there was just, like, no films, you know, obviously there's always been ARA, but... Yeah. The, the, toys, the toys died the toys. in 2015. So the modern era construction, Hasbro announced no new product for the whole year of 2015. It was right. kept alive purely by the um, Collectors Club and comic convention exclusives. But... No, nothing new out of the big age. It's like G.I. Yeah. Joe had died yeah, on the vine. You know, we weren't, we didn't have to focus on new stuff. There was always tons of lists, you know, like yeah. what's your top five favorite characters yes. that wear underwear? Um, you know, and obviously everything else that had come out before <laughs> then. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I mean, yeah, there's never, you could do a whole episode on just one figure and I'd, you know, I'd I absolutely. That. And we, we, that's we why I love there. the whole spotlight thing. That is, that's why I wanted. It's well, so we've, good. We've also keep... been wanting to get back to the toys because you've got to keep up with that, though. We absolutely will. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm always pressuring you. I'm like, well, what's next? What's next? The trouble well, bubble. Yeah, that, I was that, not expecting trouble bubble. Of... Where did that? That just. I was like, what? That was wow. nowhere. I was like, I have. To, we have to talk about. We it. have, have to, an yeah. eclectic yeah. list toys. of 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 hits and like kind of not so hit ish hits but will uh, you that do... the three of us all have. So, like, oh, expect yeah. some strange choices. Yeah, so you, you'll do, like, an individual figure? Yeah, it, I, it might I'm come down to talk about those dark I think we've been doing... This has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Paul, you're going to have to buy me one, then, if you want to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> so is that the rule? <laughs> that's the rule. Everyone has yeah, to have it. Yeah, that's the current rule. We all three of us have to own it. That's tricky. I mean, that's it is. Which is why the list is as weird as it is. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, once we finish, I mean, I think figures will be easier. I think there are probably a lot more figures that are shared between us than vehicles. Like vehicles, it's very few. My vehicle collection compared to these guys is, is very, very limited. Well, right. it's such a nice Steven kind of... for my birthday decided to buy me something that he was like, oh, finally, now we can talk about this. So I guess that's... Hey, it's a cool vehicle, dude. Well, my vehicle, my cool vehicle. vehicle. Very limited uh, with my vehicles. I think I have one, the Fang. So, hey... Give me a ring if you do the fang. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, look, you're, you're talking to someone that had every vehicle, and I don't know what happened. I moved out. Sold it for pence on the pound. And I don't know what my mum did. I don't know what she did. <laughs> she went crazy. Oh. Oh, the Sorry, mate. 
I mean, I was, yeah. a, I was a we've big, heard that big vehicle kid. Jeez. <sighs> ah, I'm one god. Rolling right. Thunder. Oh, Mauler, yeah, yeah. Moray. Mm. Everything. But anyway, hey, I've still got my figs. Oh, there still got go. my figs. And let me tell you, yeah, like, yeah. if you are a vehicle collector, like, classified collectors complain about shelf space being sucked up by six-inch figures, but nothing beats trying to have a general, an MCC, mm-hmm. a Terradrome, a USS Flag, a Defiant. I mean, it's madness. In the you've, same got buy, you've got to buy a barn. Bye Your Terradrome <laughs> story is uh, one for the ages, honestly. <laughs> it's just incredible. I just think I just got a text. It's like, oh, I just asked you a question. You're like, oh, I'm just giving my Terradrome a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I was like, in fact, I couldn't what? put it in the bath. I just took it out onto the lawn and just got in there with dish soap and a toothbrush. It's and so then turned the hose down. on it. It's As <laughs> I have to remove the. If I want to do that, I have to remove those blue things because they will disintegrate. If if uh, oh, as I recall, I washed your bloody pterodrome, Paul. I was so sick yes. of like coming to your house and seeing this pterodrome caked well, I in don't... dust, caked. Well, it was caked in dust, bro. Like I can't fit that thing in a bath either, and I and I was too scared to go and take it out with the hose. He's mm, like rent so. a wash. He will come around and wash your territory. Wash your collection for you. Steve will buy rough shots. Well, I I perhaps have less. Um, well, I'm I'm stupid because uh, Paul is, is is he he's got a fear of like really handling these things um, roughly, whereas I'm like vehicle, no, uh, it must be clean. It must be clean. I don't care if it breaks vehicles, in the process, yes. but it must be clean. <laughs> no, I I care about vehicles breaking. It's 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 traumatizing for me. I don't no. figures is a different thing. I'm I'm quite like uh, like you know gung ho with the figures, but like vehicles, it's just as traumatizing. I've had too many things like in my life where something on a vehicle's broken and I just couldn't play with it anymore. You know, mm. probably why I know how to fix stuff now. I'm very liberal with my yeah. figures; they're everywhere. But that's what I love. Yeah. My, they're, they're like you this just is the studio. see them everywhere. Mm. Ben, the you've got looks stones, like boy. No, because nice. I recall a video you sent me playing with scouts. You attached <laughs> some skis to Snake Eyes and Snow sent job. him down. No blizzards. Snow job skis. Blizzard skis, yeah. Oh, those yeah. are good skis. Yeah. Um, sent Snake Eyes version 3 down the banister. <laughs> and I immediately. Blew out his crotch, man. It was bad. Dickless. Oh, it wasn't with Scout. This was with Phoenix. It was, oh, was it that, that long, long ago. ago? Yeah, yeah. He's Your eldest. Now. Jeez. Hmm. He ain't playing with Joes no more. Yeah, but I like having them scared because you never know when they're going to pop up. And like Scout's got some and there's some in like a drawer. And I like that. Mm. And uh, this listener is why you need to tune into people who play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put the link in the description down below. Um, Cheers, buddy. Yeah, if you want to hear more of this guy and his delightful wife and their chats about their kids and playing. <laughs> yeah, it's a good listen. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's let you let you go, brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh yes, pimp the merch, Paul. Do it. Check out our merch store. Teespring.com. Not a snow serpent or not shockwave shirt. Or shockwave. Link in the description. Inspired. Yes. Come join in the battles of GI Joe Berg and Snake Force. Very good. <laughs> All right, we are out. Next week, uh, we'll be doing another live show. Um, hope you can join us in the chats. If not, catch it on the replay. What are we talking about, boys? Should we do a vehicle focus on a live show? Yes, for a yeah. change. Okay. Good. 
We've had people writing in saying, oh, I can't believe I missed this. I wanted to say X and Y in the chats. And I was like, slow down. This was a pre-record. These are for the patrons. Yeah, no, no, no one saw it live. But uh, I think this time let's, let's throw everyone a bone. Yo, Joe, everybody. See Yo, you next week. Yo. Yo.